Maggie Gray, host of Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio and Odyssey Network, Trista, not just Station, and Odyssey Network joins us. So your, your, your reaction right now to the trade that sends Russell Westbrook, at least for right now, to the Jazz as part of that three-team deal? I mean, our long national nightmare of Russell Westbrook on the Lakers is finally <laughs> over. It gets to be somebody else's nightmare now. And I thought last night was like, man, what a like great night that LeBron breaks Kareem's scoring record. But like the whole world was basically tuned into that game and then was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> like, this has been bad. And this is what the sports media has been screaming about for a while now. It's like, this is never going to work. It's not going to work. And I don't think Russell Westbrook is, is – I don't know what place he has in the NBA right now, which is kind of sad for a guy who, for all of his flaws, I don't think you could ever say he mailed it in. Like, you know, he, he, he's, give, he's given to the game. You know, he's never disrespected the game. I mean, some bad shots here and there, but not for a lack of trying, just maybe overconfidence. So I don't know what happens to Russell Westbrook. I don't know if anyone cares anymore either, which is sad. I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's it was a, a dramatic situation, but we know that he's not in purple and gold anymore. I wanted to get your thoughts, though, Maggie, on yeah. just this Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes because we now know that he's doing, like, a, <laughs> a darkness retreat. I thought maybe it was, like, a sensory deprivation thing, but I think he's just not using his phone at all. Uh, you had Garrett Wilson <laughs> who came on your show today uh, yeah. pitching him on uh, why he should go to the Jets. Uh, where do you think yeah. he lands? What do you think is the best fit for him? Okay, I gotta like I gotta take on the the darkness retreat. I think this is all crap. I think he's trolling everybody because <laughs> are you really serious that when when AJ Hawk asked the follow up question, so you're gonna go to the bathroom in the dark? Do you have an adult diaper? And he was like, maybe. Like guys, this was the first tip off. Rogers, I think, is messing with us. He knows we're gonna believe anything about him because he's like outside of the box and like maybe on another planet. Right. So he's reached that point where we'll like believe everything. I was like, this is ball sack sports. He's like trying to see if (laughs) we'll buy it and trolling everybody. Like, let's not, don't take the bait everyone. Um, but if that, if this is real and there's these like darkness retreats, like you couldn't pay me a million dollars. No chance. Maggie, Um, listening to the show today, you wouldn't do it. Oh, definitely not. I don't want to be alone with my own where, thoughts. <laughs> where do you think he ends up? Where do, where do you think uh, is the best fit for him? I think the best fit might actually be the Jets, but I think he's going to end up in Las Vegas because I think that Rodgers trusts Devontae Adams. Like, even if he has to learn a new language with Josh McDaniels, he'll talk himself, like, into that. Like, it's cool. I'll be able to do it. But the Jets is probably the more seamless uh, spot. You know, his former offensive coordinator – They've got young receivers, and they've got, like, a top-five defense. So it, Jets are probably the, the better answer, but I bet he'll end up going to Vegas. Uh, Maggie, last night, LeBron James breaks Kareem's scoring record. Then he goes on a microphone for 45 minutes. We stop the game. <laughs> Ultimately, the Lakers end up losing to the Thunder. Uh, I was watching the show today. I saw that Andrew said he doesn't think LeBron's record is all that special. In your opinion, who's the greatest of all time? Is it MJ? Is it LeBron? Maybe it's Kobe or somebody else. And who's the greatest scorer of all time? I think that's the question. Not the greatest player, but the greatest scorer. Yeah, it's Wally Zerbiak. No, it's uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, Wally's I'm, world. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a LeBron person. I, I think it's listen. I, I'm not, that doesn't make me not an MJ person, by the way. But I think it's um maybe a product of my own bias because when LeBron first was on television in high school. I was like watching in my college dorm room as a freshman. 
And so LeBron has just sort of been there and now I'm 39. So like LeBron has been there like through my whole like more adult life, whereas Jordan was my childhood, like young childhood. So, and I also, I just think that the, the eight straight finals, the nine finals in 10 years, never took a break, played like 87 more playoff games than Michael did. I just, that, that kind of like longevity, like, I know that he went to some finals and lost like Tom Brady went to Super Bowls and lost and we don't hold it against Tom Brady. We say that's like an incredible accomplishment. Well, Perloff also said he thinks that some of LeBron's finals appearances like don't count because the East was so much weaker than the Western Conference. I'm like, well, then we put an asterisk on everything. I was like, then you're, he's from Philly. I'm like, then your Eagles shouldn't be in the Super Bowl. It doesn't count because you had like the second easiest schedule in the entire league or whatever. So we can like play this game a hundred different ways, which is probably why we all have jobs, but I'm a LeBron person. Thank you for saying that. I've been trying to add the longevity as part of this conversation, Maggie, for a long time. And people just want to overlook it. They're like, but Jordan won six straight tight. Six for six. And there's, it's like, it's the most shallow argument ever when people start going with just the championships first. And if you want to talk about path to titles, that Jazz team that Jordan played, they once scored 58 points in a finals game. I'm just saying, that is nowhere near <laughs> some of the teams that LeBron has seen you know, in the NBA finals today. I want to get yeah. to the Super Bowl a little bit with you, though, because obviously we have two quarterbacks that are starting in this game that are both dealing with their own set of injuries. How concerned are you with either Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, either both when it comes to those injuries and the type of effect that it could have on this game? Okay, everyone told me that I needed to be worried about Mahomes' injury in the AFC Championship game. And, like, yeah, he was limping around by the end. But, like, I don't know. I thought he played pretty well. I I mean, it wasn't, like, an amazing Mahomes all-time game. But, like, there was no – you never thought once in that game, oh, he's coming out. Like, you know, he can't play. He's not going to be able to get the ball down the field. Or at least I never thought that. Now he's got two weeks. I I think it's – might end up being a non-factor I I know that's wild because everyone is telling me like high ankle sprains you can you can't like barely walk to go to the kitchen you know to get a glass of water with a high ankle sprain yet somehow Patrick Mahomes won the AFC championship game I guess like I'm not putting a lot of stock into it I also think it's a like it's the Super Bowl it's the last game of the year so there's no hold back not like Jalen Hurts you know is barely you know, didn't want to take a lot of contact running the ball in the NFC Championship game. They were up by so much. Brock Purdy was hurt. Like, he could protect himself. There's no protecting yourself in this game. You're going to go all out. So I think it's going to be a non-story. So one of my favorite things about Super Bowl Media Week is media night. Uh, it's one of the most ridiculous things that you're ever going <laughs> to see. People tried. I saw you dressed up as a duck. I thought that was maybe the most professional thing that happened on media night. <laughs> wait a minute. Uh, wait a minute. No, of- Tristan. Don't, no, 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 no. Don't start rumors. I dressed up as a duck in the privacy of the makeup room at CBS. Oh, okay. You can, yes. No, no. That was not at media night. You know, professional that I am. I would never allow would myself. No, just on social media. <laughs> that's, am- that's amazing. But wh- one of the things that I saw uh, that went viral that you said was uh, the lack of professionalism by bringing uh, your, as an athlete, your kids to the booth. And for me, as someone who doesn't have kids, I thought to myself, like, would they allow my, me to bring my Pomeranian up there to a press conference and just have her do whatever she wanted? Snapping. She's a rescue. Snapping at reporters. All of those things. We, we can verify uh, this. She comes to the show already. She comes to yeah. the show, Maggie. I, I think the answer I already is here. She's bit my shoes before. She doesn't like the way some things look. Her, her, Trista's dog she is our boss. little and very angry. Yes. Yeah. This very is not true. relevant at the moment. This well, is very is, relevant because you brought it up. Yeah. What is relevant? 
is that Maggie went viral because uh, yeah. she's tired of seeing kids at post game press conferences. <laughs> I'd love you to uh, to elaborate on this. And like, when did that start happening? Okay, so my earliest memory of this, by the way, yes, the Pomeranian can definitely come to the press conference. They should only ask the Pomeranian, like when Andy Reid screws up the timeout situation, like that's when you ask the Pomeranian only. Um, I, I, my first memory, you guys can tell me yours, is Jason Kidd used to do this back in the day when he played for the Nets. Mm-hmm. He used to bring his kid up uh, in post games. That's my first memory of it. I'm sure there were others. Then Steph Curry obviously made this like yeah. really famous. And it's funny, I was talking to uh, Ethan Sherwood-Strauss, who you, like used to cover the Warriors and like wrote a book about the Warriors. And apparently Steph, I had not seen this, Steph said that one of his biggest regrets was actually bringing Riley, his daughter, onto the podium when she was so young because now she's like getting older and she he kind of like exposed her to the public in a way that you know might not be great for kids. Uh, that was not my argument. Uh, my argument was not for the sanctity of the child, uh, even though I have a child. My argument was for the sanctity of the press conference, which I know sounds ridiculous because there's press conferences where people where they're boring and the media can ask ridiculous questions. But more and more in this world, it can be like the only access you really get to players and coaches. And it's really hard to ask a difficult question like, why did you screw this up? Why did you miss the throw? Why, why? When you have like a child shield, cute four-year-old on your lap, like that's uncomfortable. I don't know, like, why am I asking your dad why he blew it? Like, that, that's not something I want to <laughs> yeah. do, especially because I'm not in your house. We're at a professional setting here. I didn't crash your birthday party to like, you know, <laughs> ask your, your power forward dad why he missed a putback. I like, we're all here in a professional setting. So that's what I said to about Nick Sirianni's kids uh, were up at the podium and I got a lot of backlash and also a lot of people who agreed with me. So oh, shocking. You mean people on Twitter were I agree angry and offended. And I mean, I've never, like, yeah. I never heard kids. of that happening before Maggie ever talking to Maggie no. Gray at MGM tonight. You know, when you look at this game coming up on Sunday, cause we're sitting here looking at the props market, obviously, and certain guys that we think that could have a game that's like Travis Kelsey's name obviously comes up because it's Travis Kelsey, yeah. but who else do you look at and say, you know, I think he's in for a big night, whether it's, and it can be the offensive side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball, because there's so much conversation about Travis Kelsey. I feel like there's other opportunities there, whether it's we're looking at the props market or quite frankly, if we want a long shot for MVP, I think it's going to be one of the quarterbacks, but you know, you never know. There could be that opportunity there too. Well, yeah, and last year was Cooper Cup. I'm so glad you guys asked me this. I have, like, a list of things that I wanted to ask you guys about because you're going to be <laughs> way more in the know about this than me. So I have my list of props. You just – can you guys just be brutally honest with me? Just like, Maggie, this sucks. Mm. Don't do it. Yes. Or be yes. like, yes. okay, we'll do, do it. it. Okay, yes. be brutally honest, brutally honest. So I just got – heads up. I'm leading KC in this game, partially because my co-host Perloff is yes. from Philly, and I, I can't do that. I, I, would, I can't give them the yep. satisfaction, you know, whatever. Best. Yeah, in Philly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're they're their own uh, they're their own thing. Three. Uh, okay. Am I the? I feel like everyone's on this, but I I kind of want to get on it too. The Kenneth Gainwell rushing and yes. receiving yards over nineteen and a half. Yes. Yes, we're all yes. around okay. that. We took it back when it was eighteen and a half. So yes, we're we're right there. So with that's you. Yes. I'm late. Crap. Okay. How about both teams to have a lead in the fourth quarter? Yes, is plus two seventy five. Oh, I, mean, I actually like that. That's a great one. I bet that last night. I was going to give yeah. that up tonight. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I think that might be my favorite bet. So far, so good, Maggie. Okay. We like them all. Okay, so. that's a yes. <laughs> good price. Too. Okay. 
How about this one? This one I'm really not sure, but it's kind of it's more of a long shot. Jalen Hurts, 30 or more first half rushing yards and 30 or more second half rushing yards. What's, what are the it's odds? Plus on that? 650. Plus 650. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 For that price, I'm all in. It. You know what the Chiefs, I mean, the Chiefs defense, they just can't stop. Look at some of the quarterbacks yeah. that went over their rushing props. Like Bryce Perkins, they set that number at 39 and a half, and he still went over. I think Jalen has a huge game, and I don't trust his arm right now. Okay, Love so you we like that Great one, or leg. we're mixed on that one? Yeah. Okay. No, we, I'm mixed. Uh, I, like I, don't, it. I don't know how much he's going to It's a little run. bit more of a long shot, but yeah. you're getting plus I like that number. For it, I like so. that number, though. Yeah, I love it. Plus 650, good number. An easier one, if I'm leaning Chiefs, I might as well go all the way in and do Mahomes MVP, you know, is plus 120. And maybe I'll just like parlay that with the money line or I'll try to do something with Mahomes. Because like if you're, I feel like if you're going to bet Chiefs, you should bet Mahomes, right? Yeah, I, yep. I, we're all about Mahomes. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, and then my last one for you guys, I'm staying mm-hmm. away from Isaiah Pacheco because I feel like everyone's doing Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. Um, I kind of like this is another kind of long shot, but the winning margin to be exactly three, I like plus four fifty. Sprinkle four fifty. I like the. I like the yeah. sprinkle. I think if it gets ugly, I think Philadelphia could blow out Kansas City. Got to run, Maggie Gray, CBS Sports Thanks Radio. So Thanks, Maggie.